Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, hello. Welcome back. Oh, to me that is. Um, Fix a Nation, John Jensen, talking to you from uh, live deep in the bowels of something. Um, or just a bowel. Um, or by a vowel, something like that. Um, Fixnation.com, back live. I'm talking today about a couple of things that are, uh, I don't know, kind of, uh, they're bugging me a little bit. And it got kind of jump-started, believe it or not. Um, Michelle Fields, of all people, kicked this off in my little, uh, my little noodle. No, I don't know her. Um, but she was the Breitbart reporter who had the... I'll call it the physical altercation with Trump and his campaign manager, etc. You know, that whole thing, and it went sideways, and, you know, baby mistakes, and, and she, she went away, and Breitbart let her go, and blah, 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 whatever. Okay, but this is what got me talking. Pick up the other, know, a couple weeks ago, and she's now at Huffington Post. I shot her a tweet. I go, hey, congratulations. I'm, I'm really happy for you. For one thing, I don't have a dog in the fight, but, but more importantly, I always appreciated her view and her voice. Because when it comes down to, to, to politics for me, one is get off the couch. Have a voice. Put it in motion. Have some action behind you. Okay? You want to sit there and rant and rave on the couch. You want to do nothing about it. I don't have time for you. You need to get off the couch. You need to do something. Write a letter, make a phone call, vote, run for school council, whatever, okay? Do something that changes the dynamic of what is. What I picked up on when the whole Michelle Fields thing played out, and again, I'm a third party. I'm the, the objective observer. You know, you had a guy who caught fire with with the American populace and picked up on some of our anger. You had a reporter who should have been one of his best friends and help him get where he needs to be, which is the White House. You would think they'd be a a, a great team. He, type A, she, type A, situation plays out in all of the public forum, by the way, and neither one backs down. Now, why do I bring it up? Oh, I'm going to use a word, and I don't like the word, but I'm going to use it anyway. It's called tolerance. And a lot of people in here, tolerance means, oh, I've got to put up with crap. That's what tolerance means. That's not how I mean it. So let's, let's, let's go around a little bit. Think about your marriage or your relationship with your significant other, no matter who that partner might be. So you get everything you want? I don't think so. So you've never made a mistake? Hmm, don't think so. So when you've made a mistake, and it might even be a critical mistake or a substantial mistake, what happens? Does that person let you off the hook? Does that person get over that grudge? They they kind of move on with the relationship, not move, not step off. That's a different act. <clears throat> Don't you have the right to kind of get out of, work your way out of the doghouse? Like at what point did we become this intolerant society? And let's go back to 
I don't know, eight years ago. We are this extreme political beast right now. The left got further left, the right got further right, and it all happened, was triggered eight years ago when Obama took over, and then two years later, we had to get wicked left, wicked right in a defense mechanism against the, the hard realities of his agenda that he was driving through. <clears throat> Front and center Obamacare. If you don't think that really upset the mass population, you missed a whole big chunk of history. Nothing like kidnapping one-sixth of the uh, GDP of the United States by a couple hundred votes in the dark of night with a bill you never even let people read. God bless the process and the travesty that that was. I don't know Obama. I couldn't care about Obama. His policies and his agenda I disagree with, but the process was a violation of what we believe in in this country. Because usually we talk things out in this country. Usually we find a way to get it done. Usually saner minds prevail, except for now. This last six years, and I think I can speak for all of us, we're just getting tired of it. One, get it done. Two, let's move on. Number three, the, the tolerance level, or lack of tolerance in this case, is self-defeating. <clears throat> now, you can tell anybody you want to about, oh, we've given too much, oh, we capitulate, oh, blah, blah, blah. You know, look at the, the, the never Trumps right now, the people who are forever crews, etc. I got a tip for you. They are going to stand on principle, and I get the principle. And they are going to be completely left out in the cold. They will be completely out, but they'll stand on that principle. They will hang on to what is right and virtuous in their minds, in their hearts. They will be true to their beliefs. And I don't fault them for that, right up to and including the fact of, hmm, if your path is taking you toward the edge of the Grand Canyon, do you keep walking in that straight line? Do you keep walking? Even though you know what the end will be, do you keep walking or do you find a way to turn course? I know the compass says go due south. But if that line takes you across the Grand Canyon without any kind of a bridge, a rope, a ladder, a, a way, you're just going to fall off a cliff? The lemming mentality, the, the strict southern direction is the only course? I don't know if I can go with that. I don't get that. And again, it's long-winded, but I'm trying to talk about tolerance. Let's go back to Michelle Fields. She has so much to offer. Great voice, great views. But then this thing plays out with Trump. So now we lose a voice and a view? We, 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 we lose that? She goes to Huffington? Really? Why? Because we couldn't work it out between a couple of type A's? Because no offense, the outsider looking in, I think she made a mistake. I think he made a mistake. 
I don't think there are anybody who's pure virgin white in this story. But we all can't just get along. We can't make it work. Trump and Megyn Kelly to it could. They found a way. Right? Don't you kind of find a way to work these things out? And I'm going to miss that. You know, I think that was a loss for us. Because we should be in the, in, in, the, in the business, lack of a better word, of kind of collecting talent. We want candidates who represent well. We want people who, who, who represent on, on TV and have public forums that represent well, that have good views, good voices, good minds. Option is really crappy. You're going to have a bad, a bad role. A bad view, a bad mind. Great people want to be surrounded with greatness. And if you lose people who are talented, I got a tip for you. Shame on you. True in business, true in politics, true in the, the end game of life. Tolerance. But she, of all people, kind of got this thing whirring around. And of course, then you. Then you talk about, well, you know, tolerance. Aren't there fights worth fighting? Yeah, I agree. I think you can fight the fight. The question is, what are you actually trying to do? Let's pretend we want to reform entitlements. Let's just pretend that the, the, the political people in Washington grew a set, and they actually decided to take this Neanderthal, you know, program this thing that's going to crush us financially, and actually deal with the reality of it. And I don't mean reality or the, the, the unreal version. You know the version where, where Bernie Sanders says, let's increase. You know where Obama says, increase it. You know where Hillary says, increase it. I got a tip for you, and I want you to hear this. Social Security goes bankrupt, bankrupt in 2031, guys. It's 15 years. If you're 52 and under, You'll get zero. You're paying for it, and you're going to get zero. That's not me talking. That is the Social Security Administration talking. Can we print more money? Blah, blah, blah. Of course we can. And these lunatics, pardon my phrase, want to increase the benefits. They want to increase it. I got a tip for you. I know politicians want to spend money because it's good for them. I know they want to spend money because it's other people's money. It's not theirs. They're trying to increase taxes and increase benefits to spend more of other people's money when there's no more money left to spend. Think of the insanity that that is. So what are we trying to do? Trying to get anybody but Hillary or Sanders in so why? So the Obama travesty will end. We can actually start to fix what he's horrifically tried to break. We can undo a lot of the mess he has created. And if you're of the illusion that there's not a mess, look again. It's economic. It's foreign policy. It's growth. It's jobs that are real. It's costs, it's lack of wage inflation, which is a good thing. It's driving the bottom while you press the top, which just, by the way, eliminates the middle class. Oh, this is why you don't elect community organizers 
to the presidency. And I hope everybody on the left is really proud for the damage that's been done to this country. There, I got my rant out. <sighs> I feel better now. Why today? Why tolerance? Although prompted by Michelle Fields. Because who died last night? Muhammad Ali. I got a tip for you. There are a lot of great teaching lessons in that man's life. When you get knocked down, you get back up again. When you knock somebody out, you still hug them. When you get knocked out by somebody, you still hug them. You have respect for them. You find a way to get along, don't you? Let's go back a little earlier in his life. Can you imagine being someone who changes your name for your religion so that everyone for the rest of time understands that's the fight you're fighting? What about not going into Vietnam and taking it all the way to the Supreme Court to get vindicated? To me, there are ways to fight fights. You can fight it in the ring. You can fight it in the courts. But you fight it with in the framework, critical piece here, of the laws of the land. We're a country founded on law and order. We are founded, a nation of laws. I didn't say regulations, I said laws. We have core documents that drive a lot of our inner beliefs of why the country does the things it does. Muhammad Ali stayed within that course, legally fought the fight, and legally won the fight. For that, I applaud him. I don't say I applaud the decision, but I understand and I respect the process he chose to apply. Someone like a Jesse Owens. I got a tip for you. When you go and run in front of Hitler and you use the only thing you can to fight back against him by just taking the gold... That's working within the process, right? In his own little way. What strength, what core strength you've got to have to stay the, just and fight that fight. Easily say, hey, I'm not going, I'm afraid. I'm not going, it's Hitler. Right? Through Muhammad Ali, you can capitulate, you can falter. You can leave the country and do a whole bunch of other things. He didn't. Stand up and be strong. Fight within the process. And what we did as a society with Ali, okay, most of us, was to incorporate him into our, into our, into our fabric. He was the greatest. He was a great show. He was entertaining. He was respected. He wasn't ostracized. He fought within the process. He won within the process. For the most part, we, he was accepted. Tolerance. Let's think back to the Trump rallies in California and the violence specifically by the anti-Trump people. Now, see, this is where tolerance needs, needs to not happen. Okay, because you become an enabler. 
and I'm talking specifically to the law enforcement officials out there and to the 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 government powers, mayors, the governors, etc. Why, in the name of all that's holy, do people who jump on cop cars that get physical, why are they allowed to continue? Why is that condoned by their silent approval, by their passive acceptance of this? That's not protesting. Protesting is working within the legal legal fabric to fight a certain fight. I celebrate that. I want my enemy to have their voice, just like I want to have mine. I want someone who's lefty-left liberal to have their voice, just like people on the right or the moderates, the independents, the, the progressives, the, the Democrats, the GOP, all need to have their votes, their, their, their voices, rather. Right? At no point does anybody want to say, you're not allowed to speak, because that's a very very dangerous decision. We have the right to protest. We have the right to express ourselves. We have the right to disagree. Those are wonderful, wonderful rights in this country. And we should fight to protect and keep those, even if it means fighting to protect our enemy right to say or do those things. But, and there is a big but, within the legal fabric At no point does your right to expression get to cause me or anyone else physical harm. At no point during your protest do you have the right to operate outside the law and damage property. At no point does that happen. Should it be allowed to happen? Never, ever, ever should that be accepted. Yet it is time and time again. And I don't understand it. That's when I become intolerant. Because I don't understand. I don't think anybody on the planet understands. Because you can't push back. I disagree. I think you can. Because you don't want to hear the heat from the press because you do. You don't want to get sued because you do. I don't really think any of those are important because you're blatantly not doing your job while you passively allow it to happen. And usually small things blossom into bigger things. You're not making it better by not doing something. You're going to make it worse. Because people tend to push the boundaries when they're not pushed back on. They get an inch. They want a mile, then they want two miles, then they want ten miles. At some point, doesn't enough become enough? And it shouldn't be for what they're saying. It's behaviors. You have the right to strike, but you have to operate appropriately. You have the right to protest, but you have to act appropriately. I don't mean lessen your voice. I'm simply staying within the rules of what a legal protest is. That's it. Not a big deal. Really isn't. And the protest people should be self-enforcing this amongst each other. Why would you allow each other to denigrate your protest by getting physical like that? 
Because I got a tip for you, people. These are these are not the big issues. I want you to think about something right now. When's the last time that either of the politicians on the left or Trump tossed out things like true entitlement reform? I didn't say give you free stuff. I didn't say extend bigger benefits because that's just buying a vote, guys. Cut through the crap and understand it. I'm going to give you free stuff. Vote for me. I'm going to extend your benefits. Vote for me. I'm not going to take any of your money. Vote for me. I'm going to take everybody else's money and give it back to you. Vote for me. Really? You know that's a line of Huey, right? That's such a thing. There's no such thing as a free lunch. Haven't you ever heard the term? Anything, you know, if, they, if, it's, if it seems too good to be true, then it probably is. I have a belief in the American people. I think American people are a lot more intelligent than the politicians believe they are. Let's go back to something. Wonderful little, you know, State Department and the whole, well, we're just going to delete some of this stuff out of our press conferences. Because, well, it's in the official record, just not in the public record. So let me get this right. You're going to intentionally lie to us by the money we pay you is now paying you to lie to us to represent yourselves well because you don't want to look bad to us. I got a tip for you. We're big boys and girls. We can handle any crap you throw at us now. So give us reality, give us truth, and let us decide where it, where it fits in. If we like it, we'll move on. If we don't like it, you need to change course. It's kind of how we work in this country. It's called reality land, people. You know it, I know it, they don't know it. That's why we need to reset America. That's why we need Trump in office. And I'm not a big Trump fan, by the way. But to me, we need an outsider more than we need an establishment person. If you've been a nothing but a political career for your entire life, and that's Sanders and Clinton, I got a tip for you. You are the problem. You've been defining the problem. You have created the burden that is right now. For decades, two, three, four, five decades, we have ignored entitlement reform. We have ignored tax reform. We have an educational system that is completely broken, and all people want to do is spend more money. Can I ask you a simple question? Do you really feel it's the money? We spend more money on education than anybody on the planet by far, and we're like 20th in the world in the quality of education. Do you truly think it's money, or do you think we just don't have the right system? Think. That's the ask. What about drugs in America? We've got an epidemic with heroin, with opioids. Do you think we truly have something in place to change the course of this? Or is worse just going to happen? And we're just this, these pathetically weak individuals of 350 million Americans that just someday all of us will be doing drugs. That's the future of America. Really? I don't believe that. Not for a minute. But unless we change course, a lot of people's lives will be ruined because they will be put in a situation to fail. They will fail. We will just simply arrest them, incarcerate them, and repeat the offenses. 
And people now want to talk about, oh, more money, more money, $1.1 billion, $600 million, six, sorry, $600 billion, $1.1 trillion. Really? You want to spend money? That's what you think it's going to take is money? So you think the system works fine. It just needs more money. I got a tip for you. We're $19 trillion in national debt. We're an all-time record high of government as percent of GDP. We're $4 trillion in debt to the Fed. We have a weak, weak, weak recovery for the last six years, which is historically abnormal by its own measure, because usually the worse the downturn, the sharper the recovery. So now that we've regulated ourselves right out of actually making money, we don't have the money to go pay for these things. And just as a caveat, remember this. When a politician uses the word invest, they're not using the word invest. An investment is something you spend money on to get that and a return on that investment back. Okay. They want to spend money. They don't want to invest in education. They want to invest in infrastructure. They want to spend your money, spend other people's money, and make bank on this. The very politicians, Obama, Sanders, Clinton, they want to raise the benefit level for all of us. We'll never, ever, ever have to pay for those very benefits. It's a way to get your vote so they can turn around and raise your taxes to pay for it. Side note, by the way. So my son took his SAT today. Good luck. I hope you did well. But they have an essay. You know what the topic was? You'll get a big kick out of this. It was an article by the LA Times about the minimum wage hikes. And they kind of phrased it from the positive view on how the minimum wage hikes were a good decision. You then all had to write an essay on that very topic supporting why minimum wage hikes were a good thing. Let me get this right. The educational process is indoctrinating my son to think that minimum wage hikes are the solution. I asked him point blank. I go, well, question, what if you said it wasn't a good thing? What if you said and very lucidly explained and wrote your essay on why it wasn't a good idea? He goes, no, you can't do that. You had to support the idea. And we wonder how come we're failing in education. Again, we try to indoctrinate our kids, okay, into something that doesn't necessarily make sense. Create people to think and they can learn by themselves. You don't need to teach them what the end game is. You teach them how to learn. If you can learn how to learn, you can take it on the rest of your life. If you just get be fed sound bites, if you're just fed sound bites, you will never succeed in life and you'll never be able to think for yourself. Tragic and true. But it's tolerance, guys. It really is. goes back to Michelle Fields. Donald Trump should have worked it out, to be quite honest. And that's not a knock on either one of them, because I think they're both very passionate people, and they have their view of how things played out. They have their reasons for how it played out. But I will say this. I don't think necessarily they're both better off because of it. And that's, that's the shame of it all. If we can go back in time and undo it, I think we'd all be better off if it wouldn't have played out that way. But it did. But if we can learn from it, you know, think about this next time. Someone in your office is going to make a mistake. Are you willing to tolerate it and move on? Or is it 
Absolute no, you're fired. Absolute no, I'm telling. Hmm. Right? What about in your relationships? Things of that nature. Moral of the story is we need to get along with each other, and we need to build a coalition to get behind fixing this nation. Um, this is Fix Nation, by the way. FixNation.com. You can reach me at FixNation is the Twitter feed. You can go to my uh, website, www.fixthenation.com. I have books. They're available on Amazon.com and either e-reader, e-reader or paperback. They are fixthenation.com. They are we, uh, Why Go Conservative, One Grand Bargain. You can read a whole bunch of solution-based. That's my thinking. Um, I would love to hear from you, so feel free to reach out to me at fixthenation or at suggestion box at fixnation.com. You can listen to the radio, either Blog Talk Radio, I'm on Stitcher, I'm on iTunes, a lot of different ways to get me, so have at it. Until then, thank you, God bless.